Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, 88 on the internet, on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by myself, Lawson, and my amazing co-host, None other than Blair Lemke. Blair, how are you doing this morning? Fantastic, Lawson. Good to be here. Oi, we are stoked to have you in this morning. We, of course, we've had Matthew throughout the week. He did a fantastic job. Matthew has stepped out. You've stepped in as Danuta is currently away doing incredible things. And yeah, how's your week been? You know, it's been fantastic. Uh-huh. I've been at some meetings earlier on Classic. this week. Uh, but, you know, there's some meetings that are boring and then others that are visionary and energizing. Mm. And it was great to be at some meetings with a bunch of my minister colleagues and studying God's Word and getting excited about the future. Absolutely. You know, if there's one thing you can count on, it's people in ministry being in meetings. It's, it's, you know, it's just always, it's, it's, it's a necessary part of the job I've come to learn as, as someone involved in the, in the ministry circles. But those meetings are very necessary. In fact, they're biblically mandated. Like, and you can see them, the examples given right throughout the Bible. They're like, okay, we need to decide something. We'll have a council on it. Oh, we need to do this. Oh, we'll have a meeting about it. What do we believe? What do we do? So, you know, how, how do we reach people? Like, this is fantastic. Fantastic that all of these ministers from all over the North New South Wales area can get together and really put their heads together and also pray and seek the Lord and say, mm. hey, like, like, how can we best not only meet people's needs, but furthermore, reach people with the gospel? It's powerful. Absolutely. No, it was energizing. It was fun. And yeah, had a great week. Oh, that's awesome. Man, I got to say, I've had a great week too. Every morning here on The Breakfast Show and then every afternoon in the library Living my best life. It's it's exam time very soon. But hey, no, we're we're doing our best, and we are so stoked that you are joining us as well. And hey, let us know what you got up to this week. Well, coming up in today's show, we are going to be talking about death row and some of the things happening in that space. We're going to be talking about Oklahoma as well. We've also got a fantastic interview for today with Mary Collier from the Right to Life Australia organization, talking about an event they're running. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are going to have our first question for the quiz today, our final set of quizzes before we draw the prize That's right. at 8.45am That's right, this last morning. opportunity to get in mm-hmm. this morning. So first question is this, how many letters did Paul write to individuals, mm-hmm. not to churches, uh, to individuals. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, recently we, we had a question that was kind of a similar type of to this one. It was like, you know, what? Uh, how many books in the Bible only had one chapter? Oh, nice. And almost all of them were were letters by by Paul. Yeah. But now the question is here: How many letters did Paul write to individuals? And of course, the distinction there is that at times he wrote to groups of people, correct, and at other times he wrote to specific people. If you know the answer, 0491-064-669, that's the number to text. And our prize for this week is such an epic prize because it's all to do with history and archaeology and the Bible. In fact, it's called Unveiling the Kings of Israel, Revealing the Bible's Archaeological History. And it's essentially a book going through how it is that the information that we have about archaeology, the things that we found, the things that we've dug up from the ground, have proven the Bible to be true. And the reality of you know the archaeological situation regarding the ancient Near East is the more we dig, the more we find out that the Bible's right. 
because we're just seeing more and more, you know, whether it's a clay tablet here or a stone wall there or vice versa with some kind of inscription on it that's like, oh, hey, actually, this is 100% confirming things that the Bible said. And that's what this book is all about. We want you to have it absolutely for free. The only way to get it, though, is to win the draw. And to win the draw, you need to get in as many answers as possible. That's right. That's right. So don't be shy. Text it through. And, and I really, it's, it is, I love the archaeology stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's exciting. There's a lot out there. Um, you know, I don't know if you talked about on Faith FM recently, but there was that big uh, thing that was discovered, the big sphinx-looking thing. Anyway, there's been re- there's recent archaeological discoveries happening all the time, and as you rightly mentioned, yeah. highlighting biblical truths and stuff like that. It's fantastic. I yeah, love oh, it. just so good, yeah. guys. This is a resource that you want, and this is a resource that we're giving to you for free. All you have to do is answer questions. This is your last opportunity. Again, 0491-064-669. How many letters did Paul write to individuals? Hey, just got a few text messages, quick text messages coming in this morning. Wayne wrote in, good morning, Lawson, and blessings. And and just to head up, the song Peace Peace that played at 6.45 a.m., so that's a good 15 minutes before we go live on the air. Uh, what a beautiful song to bring the day on, followed by Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Uh, beautiful, just so loving to trust in Jesus. Have an awesome, uh, have an awesome, you know, day and an amazing weekend and a Sabbath. Sounds like Shell is back. And what's so funny about that is that we don't control the music before 7 a.m. Oh, we, we control the music after like 6.54 or so. 6.54, 6.55. So if that song played and you enjoyed it, well, praise God. It's not just Shell, but it's the Faith FM programming that is kicking in there. I got another message here from David. He says, you know, happy, you know, happy, you know, good day, preparation day to Lawson and Blair and Shell. And, you know, they're actually, there's a 40th anniversary for their church in Avon Valley coming up where they're having a guest speaker guest speaker there which is a long time for a church to be you know erected and standing at least here in australia yeah, serving like, their communities for 40 years awesome. so amazing out there in wa and another text message here from suzanne she writes in was it a late light night last night lawson did you go to the jack ball now the jack ball was uh yeah running at avondale and suzanne i'm, I'm assuming that you're connected to people there because you know knew it was on uh, i was not there I, you know, it was you just, missed the Avondale University jackpot. Yeah, right? I don't know. I'll go next year. Okay. <laughs> it was, it was just one of those things. I was just like, look, I'm, I'm a bit stressed. I'm a bit pressed at the moment, and it costs money. And I was, and you didn't have a girl to take. Is that? Oh, hey, <laughs> that's not an issue. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I was just, I was just in a bit of a, in a bit of a. Mm. I'll go next year kind of mood. Nice. But I saw the photos coming from there. It looked like everyone had a great and fantastic time. Listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, Blair, what is happening in the world of positively different news? Mate, we have some crazy stuff happening. Um, yeah, and I want to share a story that has been unfolding over the last week. There's been a conference mm. happening over in London called the ARC Conference or the Alliance for Responsible Citizenship. And oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, kind of a, a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, but it's kind of been birthed. It was actually founded by Jordan Peterson, the okay. renowned Canadian psychologist, mm-hmm. and uh, and also John Anderson, mm-hmm. who is one of our Formula Deputy PMs mm-hmm. in Australia here, uh, and, and is a staunch Christian uh, defender of the Judeo-Christian value system. And these guys, uh, along with a lot of other thought leaders around the world, have got together and are trying to answer the question, how can we build a better vision for hope and prosperity and, uh, and positive values 
in the world? How do we mm. answer some of life's big questions? They're looking around at the cultural moment and they're seeing that some of the ways those questions are being answered are kind of deconstructive and you know, uh, maybe perhaps not having the, the most positive view of the future. And they've got together this conference over in, uh, in London where they've tried to get the greatest thought leaders and different minds together to come up with some ideas and mm. answer some of these, these questions. Uh, some of the people that have been across there from Australia, we had um, former Premier Dem- Dominic Perrottet, we had Tony Abbott, Scott Morrison mm. over there. Uh, we've had senators like Matt Canavan, um, John Anderson, of course, Amanda Stoker, sure. who was, she's been, uh, you know, quite prominent in the religious discrimination, trying to put the religious discrimination bill forward mm. for Christians in Australia and, and whatnot. Uh, Lyle Shelton, and another Christian leader, former leader of the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, John Steinhoff was over there. He helped, he's the principal lawyer of the Human Rights Law Alliance mm. that is defending Christians across Australia from some of the legal challenges that they face. Mm. So... Quite a long list of names of people that are out there uh, coming together and organizations as well. Um, the Alliance Defending Freedom was across at the conference, uh, which is uh, a basically legal group defending Christian, you know, religious liberty across yeah. across the world. Across the world. When you read yep. most stories out there about religious persecution cases, ADF will be involved in some way. That's whether right. it's pro bono legal advice or it's them actually representing the client or whatever it may be. Those stories of, hey, this person has been unfairly dismissed or whatever it may be, ADF is usually there defending clients. So fantastic work that they're doing. And they've all come together ultimately to say, oh, hey, you know what's really good? having family yes you know what's you know what's fantastic like giving children the right to parent you know yeah parents and oh you know it's you know it's also it's really some quite some basic solutions like, you know it's also great like that we stop sexualizing children and people and like it's it's i i love this too because it's move it's moving in a direction that is just like getting back to things that we basic judeo-christian true. values answers to some of the life's questions that uh, which, which we believe will help society to flourish mm. and have hope and, and, and a vision for the future that will actually set us up for success. Mm. And it's great. I think it's positive news that people, great minds from around the world are getting together and thinking, how can we better answer these questions? What can we do to set our future generations up for success. I wish them all the best. Yeah, and it's amazing that this is happening in England as well. Like, a part of Europe that has been moving rapidly into secularization, very, very extremely as well. And then you see, like, things like this running and the Prime Minister of the UK standing up and making statements like, a man is a man, a woman is a woman. These are biological facts that you can't get around. Like, it seems as though in England we're seeing a bit of a a pendulum swing yeah, in, in a very a, macro, you know, yeah. larger sense. Politically. A, a resurgence of common sense yeah. and the ability just to speak, the you know, some basic truths that before five minutes ago were quite well received by everyone. Yeah, and and again, a country in which just. A year, two years ago, Lyle Southwell was on the breakfast show reporting that 35 to 40 percent of 13 year old girls were were identifying as non-binary or as male, mm-hmm. and it like, and so it's like, oh, this where we see that kind of thought 
gripping the UK. We're seeing it now being reversed and something better coming through. So, yeah, this is fantastic. We'll we'll follow it with interest and see how it develops. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Joined by myself, Lawson, my wonderful co-host for today, Blair. And Blair, i got to ask you, bro. What's our next question for the quiz? All right, get ready, listeners. The next question is this. What body of water, starting with M, was called the Great Sea in the Old Testament? Ah, okay. Good question. Yeah. There we go. Hey, if you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. What is, what is the Great Sea? referring to that's right and it starts with the letter m it's a body of water it's referred to in the old testament and if you think you know you can text it through 0491064669 get your name in the draw to win this amazing archaeology prize Mm -hmm. that is going to teach you how to use or refer to archaeology to defend and support your christian faith absolutely hey and maybe you don't know the answer maybe you're like i have no idea just send in anything just write in an Olympic pool. Write in Lake Macquarie. Well, we'll try or... to start it with M because we've given that Oh, yeah, that, away. that's right. So... Uh, yeah, but look, whatever you like, <laughs> just just send it in and at least you, you know, you'll be communicating with us here at Faith Affair. We'll be that's able right. we to, to, to see you and laugh at you. I mean, with not you. At, I mean, at, I mean with you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but hey, just just send it in, guys, and you try and get in for this prize, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. Again, that's 0491-064-669. And you'll actually, if you win the draw, you'll receive a book that probably has some information about this body of water in it. And it'll be a blessing to you. Of course, that's Unveiling the Kings of Israel, Revealing the Bible's Archaeological History. 0491-064-669. Okay, I have two stories that I want to talk about because I think they're just both amazing. I talked about Death Row in the intro to our show, and I'm hoping I get to it. But I want to talk about a different story first. Now, this story is about Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And Oklahoma's pronouncing that November is... Family month. Oh, wow. That's what they're celebrating in in November in Oklahoma. Very in line with what we had just talked about happening in the UK. Oklahoma have decided, yeah, you know what? November will be family month. That's what what we are going to celebrate in November as it is a foundational institution of society. Now, this comes in the wake, interestingly, of a story that unfolded in California where they tried to, I believe it was December, uh, was going to be the, was, was going to be pronounced as American Christian History Month in uh, a couple of the counties in California. And there was a letter written to the county leaders, basically your your council or whatever it may be, um, from a group called the ACLU or the American... What did that stand for again? American Civil Liberties Union. And they said that this was uninclusive. They said it was a clear combining of church and state and that it was terrible and it was agenda-based. And so to have an American Christian History Month is actually anti-democracy. And so it was cancelled. Oh, which wow. Which is just like, it's, which is so wild. Like, again... The power that the activists wield. That's right. And, and ultimately, like, it stands in stark contrast to the open and, and loving arms that Pride Month 
is can just jump into like and this is this is what we see is like oh no like american christian history month which by the way like if any nation should have a christian history month it's the united states Absolutely. Like, and they've got month they've got months for everything for everything that's like, right everything under the sun but you can't have a- <laughs> an american christian history month wow. like like the foundational religion that has laid the groundwork to what your country is that motivated a lot of the immigration that happened over to there. You had two main colonies that came to America. Well, it started in well, America. You know, <laughs> had Jonestown, firstly, which was just like a money thing. But then the, the other guys, you know, up in up in the north, up in Maine and whatnot, who came over on the Mayflower, like, their whole thing was escaping persecution because of their faith. Like, American Christian History Month. Like, I don't understand why people don't just, like, stand for these things. And when they get the pressure, just, just say, that's okay, but we're going to do it anyway. Well, this is the thing. Like, the, the ACLU put out a uh, a... What, what was it? It was a petition and it got a, just a, a massive 1,000 signatures and that was enough to pressure those local governments to, to give up the, their, their, and by the way, they, that was a thousand signatures internationally. There was a huge call like across the nation that, hey, we need to cancel this. And it was like a thousand people that signed it, which again, for the scope of the whole world, isn't that many? Uh, but yeah, these, this county dropped it. And we're like, okay, we're not going to have American Christian History Month because apparently everyone's upset with us. Oklahoma have gone, okay, Christian History Month, that's too divisive. That's too agenda-based. Right, we're having Family Month then. Family Month is like, how can you disagree? It doesn't matter what culture you're from, what country you're from, what you believe, you come from a family. You, you, like, at least maybe, like, you come from the unfortunate situation where the nuclear family was divided, whether by divorce or death or some other reason. Regardless, you still have biological parents and potentially biological siblings as well. Like, all right, so we're going to celebrate it. Everyone has a family and it doesn't matter if you're, if you're Chinese or you're from Zimbabwe or you're from Iceland or you're from Australia or you're from Oklahoma. We're going to celebrate the family. And I think that that is fantastic because as we talked about just in your segment and, you know, people are standing up in the UK and saying, Hey, like, let's be good citizens and fight for family and family rights and whatnot. Like for Oklahoma to do this is, is fantastic as well. Of course, Oklahoma have been on the forefront of, I would call it alternative abortion legislation because the alternative to current abortion legislation in the, in the United States is actually to limit abortions rather than have free reign on abortions. Uh, they have been at the forefront of a lot of these bills, again, protecting the idea of family and a right to life, which we are going to be talking about in our next segment as well. Uh, they have been at the forefront, the bleeding edge of this kind of legislation and whatnot. And they're like, you know what? Like, again, they're sticking by their policies. They're sticking by uh, what they believe to the point where they're like, we're just going to dedicate a whole month to it. November, if you are currently living in Oklahoma, there you get to celebrate family month and that's amazing you you get to spend time reflecting on why family is an amazing thing that god has given us as a support network and as a blessing something to ground us something to guide us and direct us into being better people that's right it's the the basic building block of society so it's Mm. a fantastic thing to celebrate and and advance you know to, to try to encourage families to stay together you know, to be built on some of those really important principles, Judeo-Christian principles. So I hope it goes well. All the yeah, best, Yeah, absolutely. And hey, if you've got any perspective on this, give us a text 0491 064 669. What is your favorite thing about 
family. And what is your what is your favorite aspect of family and what family provides? Hey, I've just got this other story that I want to talk about, this death row story, which I think is really amazing. Uh, there is a death row prisoner. Uh, his name is Alan Polunsky. He has been sentenced. He's been on death row since 2001. And very soon, um, he is uh he's he's uh, scheduled to be executed and that is very unfortunate for him but there is a silver lining to this story in prison he had become a follower of Jesus um now his story is essentially he ended up in prison at the age of 16 for a murder that he committed and then while in prison um you know as a gang right initiation to get protection from a particular gang 2001 so this is over 20 years ago now um he murdered a fellow inmate and was rightly um served consequences for it now whether you believe in the death penalty or not that's up to you but he definitely should have received consequences and being that he's in texas those consequences were the death penalty now the fantastic news is that since that time he has given his heart to the lord he's done and and completed a number of different christian courses and actually became a worship leader for the death row inmates like playing you know music even giving a sermon or two they had this uh this set up this prison ministry you know radio podcast going on there as well in texas which i thought was just powerful and awesome and this person uh still though despite pleas you know again for the texas department of criminal justice and whatnot to to not go through with this uh he is going to receive the death penalty now that is incredibly you know from from any perspective death is sad uh and it's upsetting but i really see this as a powerful story an illustration of a a very thief on the cross moment like this person is receiving the civil consequences for the crimes that they have committed in their lifetime but thank god just as they are a sinner like all of us they have been able to find the savior You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are going to have our next question for the quiz. All right, here we go. True or false, Peter and Paul had a disagreement from which they never recovered. Is this true or false? If you think you know the answer... Text it through to 0491-064-669. You can get your name in the running to win the prize, which is the book about archaeology supporting the Bible faith. Mm. And uh, we're going to be drawing that prize today. So the last couple of opportunities to get in. The question again, true or false? Peter and Paul had a disagreement from which they never recovered. Mm. Text us through 0491-064-669. Yeah, was that rift never sewn up? You have to let us know. 0491-064-669. Hey, William sent in a really quick. He says, hey, can I please have the author of this week's quiz prize book? And you absolutely can. It's David Down. David Down writing this incredible book, Unveiling the Kings of Israel, Revealing the Bible's Archaeological History. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we've come time for our interview now, who is with none other than Mary Collier from the Right to Life Australia organization. Mary, are you there with us? 
Yes, yes. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You're joined by myself, Lawson. We've got Blair in the studio as well. And you've come on to talk to us about Right to Life Australia, the organization, what you guys are doing, what you're about, and an amazing conference and event that you guys have coming up very soon. But let's start there. Yourself, Mary Collier, and Right to Life what are you, what are you doing? What are these guys? What are you guys doing uh, in regards to the the causes that you're standing for? Oh, thanks, Lawson. Uh, well, we're actually a an organisation. We work nationally, mm-hmm. and we're based in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually came from a health background. I used to be a dietitian, so I know um, people are pretty keen on their diets these days. Mm-hmm. So I actually oh, shifted from yeah scientific background into this area. After working in that um, field for a long time, and our president is actually a pharmacist, and we have a lot of people who are professionals. We have people who have come from non-professional backgrounds. We have people who are interested in the sanctity of human life. Wow! And yeah, particularly the Seventh Day Adventist Church is is um, truly committed to affirming the sanctity of human life. I read an excellent statement. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and we very much like here at Faith FM. We are you know owned and supported by the Seventh Day Adventist Church, and we yeah have very um, staunch, I would say, uh, su- support of the idea of the sanctity of life. Absolutely. And so we are super grateful to have you on to to talk about this now, Mary. Yourself, you you said you come from a health background, and I can hear maybe in your accent you come from a New Zealander background as well. Um, what, what did what did what did that look like? What did your career look like before being a part of Right to Life? Uh, well, I come from a, a large family and my parents, um, my dad was a live fish exporter and we used to work um, in his business um, trying to help him in the factory and mum looked after all the children. But Classic. Um, it was a traditional family, mm-hmm. but um, the one of the key things that they were involved in Right to Life when we were young children, I remember they used to wow. fold the um, newsletters and after hours, maybe 10 or 11 o'clock at, hour, at night, they'd be following the newsletters to send out to um, educate people. And I used to mm. think, well, what are they doing? Why do we have to help? And then years later, um, I was working in health and then I was sick for a year, pretty ill, and took a year off. And then suddenly my um, I met Margaret Ty, who's the president, mm-hmm. and I was working to help someone else. And she said, oh, what are you doing? And I said, well, look, I'm just recovering this year. And she said, oh, would you like to help us with a campaign? And I thought, well, you know, I've done quite a lot of management now. It shouldn't be that hard. Well, it was really tough because <laughs> as most of, yeah. most of the listeners will know, it's it's not a topic that people um, totally warm to. No, and course. so we had a lot of problems with, um, you know, our material, getting our material out and deadlines uh, not being able to be met, and eventually what happened was we were working during an election campaign, and that was back in 2010, I think, when I started, and we had a, a big success. And so mm. what happened at that time, um, the government actually changed, and it was, we believe, a lot to do with our campaign where we identified about nine electorates um, in Victoria where candidates had um, previously voted for the abortion bill in 2008, and those electorates were marginal, which means that there were only a small amount of votes that could change those electorates. Mm. So we, we prepared a brochure and we had other information and we said, look, these candidates, I think the back of the brochure actually said if, if a candidate votes for abortion, um, it's a recorded vote in Parliament and they're not fit to stand in Parliament. So it was a pretty strong message. And yeah. I wasn't used 
I wasn't used to that sort of message. Mm. Um, but when, when that happened, um, and we had a lot of kickback from people saying, look, you know, you shouldn't be doing these sorts of things. But Right to Life has three actual components to our work. One is political action. So, for example, we're active in election times and trying to educate people that human life is number one. There's always going to be a person who'll fix the roads. There'll always be someone who'll, you know, try and make the hospitals better and reduce the waiting times. But to protect human life, the unborn child and the elderly or people who are um, at risk of, you know, euthanasia, mm. those are really vital, vital so that's the, what, that's where people should be selecting their um, candidate and voting for the person who protects human life and is prepared to say so. Mm. So that that's how I started with Right to Life. And then really it's not a job. It's, it's actually a movement. And you meet so many amazing people um, on our conference um, program. We have Professor Joanna Howe. Now she's a mm. uh, professor of law at Adelaide University and she's about 40 years old. She it's about five foot one, I think she said, and she has to wear huge high heels to um, be seen. But <laughs> she is an incredible woman. She's very much into social media. So if you're on Instagram, have a look at Professor Joanna Howe, and she is amazing. She's really – she said that she was not fully committed to the life cause, and then suddenly she had a like an epiphany, mm. and now she's totally working for that. So we have some amazing people that you meet oh, she's, and she's, um, uh, she's network fan. with. She's fantastic. I just recently met her at a, a Human Rights Law Alliance conference, um, oh. a legal academy, and she was presenting to a whole bunch of Christian lawyer students there about you know how to fight the pro-life cause. We went through workshops on common criticisms and you know opposition and how to respond to them. She was fantastic. She's a firecracker, isn't she? She's a definite firecracker. Um, so that, that's the amazing thing, just getting back to it. It's, it's really a movement, and you meet amazing people. You meet people of faith who are totally committed and have come from that background. You meet people who um, say, look, I don't really know, I don't have a faith or a religion. Mm -hmm. Can we join? Well, we're actually not a, we're a non-denominational group. So we mm -hmm. come from the human rights aspect, but m most of our people come from a background of faith. Yeah, So that's absolutely. where we, you know, where we mainly get our um, um, supporters from. Yeah, I, I mean, at the moment, we're, as we're seeing this culture shift in a different direction away from this sanctity and right to life, it is really, I, I think, in a lot of aspects, faith and the principles of faith that are that are still holding, you know, holding hands or, or keeping keeping touch with that incredibly important principle. And it's amazing to see that you guys, well, you've been involved since 2010, and but even much before that, uh, that right to life has. Has been consistently standing to educate people on the importance of the sanctity of life, and this is culminating in very, very soon uh, in, in in the upcoming next weekend, where you guys will be meeting together and again having another conference and a, a dinner and a get together to to share the import this important information about why the cause of the sanctity of life should be supported mm. well the array of speakers um includes joanna howe we also have um a woman her name is janice spears this mm. is the very first time she has told her story and it's very courageous of her to come out she was um her mother tried two years ago uh say 50 years ago tried to have an abortion and that failed. And Janice 
has now found out about what happened in her life and she joined an American group uh, called Abortion Survivors Network Mm -hmm. and now she's been endorsed as one of their speakers in Australia and this is the first time she's come out and spoken at at a a conference or any public event. So, I mean, that is incredible. Mm. She has a family. She has a really supportive um, network of friends and family and I think of all the speakers to hear her testimony, her personal testimony will be extremely moving. So mm. that's that's not just a person who has a professional, um, you know, like a law background. She's come from a personal story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's the amazing thing that we're seeing, you know, some of the best thinkers here in Australia and in the world supporting this cause of the, the right to life. But furthermore, people who have had personal experience and, and run-ins with the awful things that are happening in this space. And again, it's amazing that it'll all be coming together. It'll be culminating in this event to, to very much uh, stand and champion this cause. That is absolutely fantastic. And it's something that, as you said, is needed to be talked about because we are seeing in the political space and in the individual space as well, you know, people being either vehemently supporting, you know, uh, moving away from the sanctity of life or being unsure as to, you know, where they should stand on the sanctity of life. And I think that's my interaction with a lot of, you know, Australians, younger, you know, middle-aged and older as well. It's kind of, you know, it doesn't matter what background they're from. There's just a real spectrum of it. And it's fantastic now that you guys are taking the opportunity to say, hey, let's actually champion this cause and get people on board with the sanctity of life. Yes. Our conference is a one-day conference on Saturday, the 11th of November, and it's being held in Melbourne at the Tracy Centre. Mm-hmm. So just remember the girl's name. Yeah. <laughs> and I, um, I could be, I'll be in the office later on this morning, so we'd mm-hmm. like to give away a few um, complimentary tickets. So oh, wow. People would like to call our office probably after 10 o'clock. I'll be in there, Melbourne time, uh, 93850100. Mm-hmm. Um, or they could email me at rtl at rtlaust.com. Mm-hmm. If, that, if people give me a call today, that would be best because we have to let the caterers know and they won't be happy if we, um, we need more sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the evening, um, we're having uh, – after the conference, we just have a social hour where mm. people could just have a drink or juice or whatever they like and to chat to people, the speakers. And then in the evening, we're having a conference dinner. Mm -hmm. And this will be a chance to talk and network with people. And uh, we have some amazing – we've got a new young person coming. She's actually bringing her baby, her husband and her baby. Mm. The baby's only six months old, so she really wants to get involved. And I think, you know, we're we're encouraged to actually be stewards. Um, Mm. And I think one of the – that is in the statement of the um, the uh, Seventh Day Adventist Church was that God is the owner of life and human yes. beings, and we are His stewards. Mm-hmm. And it said something about the stewards obligates believers to guide, support, care for those facing just decisions about pregnancy. Mm. And I thought, well, how can we know how to be a steward if you know we're really not educated? Mm-hmm. How can we be stewards without knowing where to get the practical help? And how can we gain deeper knowledge about the life issues, i.e., if you're a faith person, how can we gain deeper knowledge about God's plan? Yes. So I absolutely. thought, well, if people can come to our conference, that's where you can be educated. Um, for example, if you know, if you have a friend who's thinking about having an abortion, well, 
then you'll find out at the conference what are the links to help groups. How can we help you as well? Like wow. what are the things? I'm not an ed- I'm not a counsellor, but we had counsellors who can say, what are the things to say to help? Where are the groups that can give you pa- practical support? Like we use a group in Frankston that has that's actually funded by a church, um, mm. and they have practical support. Um, and a few years ago, I actually went out to help a family. I think it was in Dandenong. They had a few children and they were come from a different country and they were really struggling. And I took some material from that group over to that over to that family. So we can connect in practical ways, um, not just. So for some people, it could be difficult to be involved with political action. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me and others, you know, we've been doing it for years. Other people may like to do the practical work to be a steward. Other mm. people may like to do educational work. So the more we get people to say, look, I'm I'm happy to put my hand up to do something, mm. we can connect people who want to do different uh, aspects of the work. Mm. So then I think that's also a, you know, being a witness. I, I yeah. love that you've said that because the first thing that comes to my mind is like discipleship and how, the, how much of a personal touch that is, you know, and, and and to face this issue from a from a discipleship perspective, from that personal perspective, the you know, and very much in the way that Jesus operated, you know, often I think of the various stories and uh, various moments where he was interacting with with women in vulnerable situations, whether it was the woman caught in adultery or the woman at the well or whatever it may be, and Jesus having the right words to say and the right things to say to actually protect those women uh, and to lead them down a better path. And ultimately what I can see that what right to life is trying to offer is, is something similar to, to steer people down a, a correct and, a, and I would say a more godly path in these aspects. So that's fantastic. And hey, as well, if you are listening today and you are interested in this conference, it's Saturday the 11th of November. Uh, it's going to be running all throughout the day and then into the night as well down in the, the Treacy Center in Parkville, Victoria. And you can text us as Melbourne, well yep. in, yeah, that in would Melbourne. Be great. Yep. You can text us as well at 0491 we'll, we'll be able to send through listeners the information where they can all get get to interacting with you guys um, to be able to to claim those tickets as well fantastic hey we've got about 35 seconds left have you got anything else to leave us with uh mary oh i'd just like to say it's a fantastic um movement to be involved with i have Mm. a young friend who was going to have an abortion at 23 weeks so that's five and a half nearly six months pregnancy and turned around and now her son is a a teenager and she has another few children and she says i just can't believe i was going to go to that place and mm. i'm like a godmother to that family and it's an incredible just to see that and you will be involved in those sorts of amazing sure. things in life if you're involved so i look forward to seeing people and we'll, we're going to have fun yeah. it'll be a great day <laughs> absolutely hey thank you so much for joining us mary and we just want to really encourage you to keep fighting the good fight with right to life australia and yeah to give us a text as well zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. if you need any information about this conference thanks for being a part of the faith fm family join our community on facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM